Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, Psalm 81 is a, is a well-known psalm. Our children, one of the first stanzas that they learn in school, sing a shout, sing a song of joy. It's, it's indeed a joyful psalm, but also a serious psalm. What's also interesting in this psalm is that the Lord is speaking very directly at times. The I here is the Lord himself. So the poet also speaks on behalf of God, and that is reflected in the first person, the I. If you look at psalm in its totality, it's good to look at that before we go to the particular verses or words of verse 10. You notice that this psalm begins with a command to worship. Look at verse 1. Sing aloud. Shout for joy. Verse 2. Raise a song. Verse 3. Blow the trumpet. And according to verse 4 and 5, it is not just something that Israel decided to do on its own, but it is something that God has decreed. So God has decreed for his people... He commands his people, he makes it a rule among his people, that you sing aloud, that you raise a song, and that you do so with music. And then comes in verse 8, you could say a next section in this psalm, and there the Lord is addressing his people and he is calling them to listen to him. Hear, O my people, because I need to admonish you. Apparently, they were not listening that well. If only you would listen to me. And then the third section indicates why this is so urgent, because in verse 11 and following, there we learn that they indeed did not listen. And so the Lord gave them over to their stubborn hearts. And and it ends with that the cry of the Lord, all that my people would listen to me. The Lord is very passionate about it. Now, with these three sections, the call to to praise him, the the call to listen to him, and and also the longing of the Lord for them to listen, each time the reason is brought back to who God is and what he does. If you look at the beginning again, why do we have to sing aloud to God? Why do we have to blow the trumpet? Because... Verse 6, I relieved your shoulder from the burden. That is the redemption from Egypt. And and it may have sound strange in their ears that he would redeem them from the bondage that they were in for all these years in Egypt. And why did they have to listen to him in verse 8? Because verse 10, I am the Lord your God. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt again. Deliverance. And therefore you have to listen to me. And why is it so important that they do listen? Because of what he will do if they don't, and what he will do if they do. If you look at the end of the psalm, there is the blessing, the honey from the rock that will satisfy you, the feeding of the finest of wheat, but also the punishment if they do not. So within that context, we have this this call in verse 10, Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. And to understand this image, it may be good to to think of a picture of a nest of a bird where you have some young birds in there, 
and they're waiting for the mother bird or the father bird to come with food. And as the parrot comes to the nest, then all these mouths go open, not just a little bit, but, but wide. Because it almost seems when you look at the picture then of a nest like that, it's only mouth that you see. And the bird is kind of, the little fledgling is hiding behind a big mouth. Because why would a bird, the little one, do that? Because it has to be fed. So it opens wide, it's a matter of survival. You, you need to eat in order to survive. And, and then the parent puts the food in the mouth, fills these mouths. And that is the image here. And here it is used for humans. And unlike birds or other animals, humans are not as eager to eat. Think of a child that is coming to understand more and also starts to develop its own will and how much trouble it can be for the parents to feed, get some food in the mouth of this child and how many tricks the father and the mother have to do to get that mouth open. Because the child doesn't realize how important it is. And the parent does. So the parent persists and says, I have to feed you. You need to grow. Well, so our Heavenly Father, brothers and sisters, knowing our nature, knowing our inclination to think that we know better and that we can feed ourselves and can do it our own way, our Father says to you today, open your mouth and open it wide and I will fill it. You need me for your life, for your spiritual lives. And as we reflect on this this morning, I want to begin with pointing or explain that last part. I will fill it. The Lord is not a God who gives little bits, tiny bits. Filling means abundance. And this filling points to the care of our God for you. Knowing your needs He says, I will fill it, not just a little bit, so you have enough again to go on for a little while. No, I will give so much there will be no lack. I will satisfy you. And if you think about Israel being delivered from Egypt, the psalm refers to that also as an example, then indeed, if you think about that travels through the wilderness... They had to walk through the desert for all these years, 40 years. They had food and drink every time. The manna, the quails, the water, all they complained. But the Lord tested them and he provided. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothing didn't wear out all those 40 years. And the Lord says, see, I, I take care of you. Because I am the Lord your God. I bring you out of Egypt into my land. And I fill you. And that is an example. It points to the blessings that the Lord gives to each one of us. His promises. Think of your baptism. 
what he said to you in your baptism, that I am your God and I will provide you with all good, avert all evil, or turn it to your benefit. And with me you will have a new life. And so the Lord comes to us this day. He said, I, I will give it to you. And I'm able to do that as almighty God. And I'm willing to. And brothers and sisters, what we need to do is accept that. So easily we can question God. Can he do it? Will he do it? Has any of his words ever failed? Just read the Bible. Know what he has done. You see, we can sometimes think too small of our God and his abilities and his faithfulness. And then we doubt and we question. The Lord knows that. So he says, open your mouth. I will help you. I will fill it. And how do we know that he will? Well, he has given the proof. Not just in Israel being led out of Egypt and being led to the wilderness, but he's given the ultimate proof in his son, Jesus Christ. And in giving his only begotten son, who became man and who died on the cross, God shows that he knows our deepest, greatest need. And he knew that even before we opened our mouths. He knew it even when we were still enemies, says the Bible. And he filled it in that he gave us Jesus Christ, our mediator, our savior, the true food and drink to life everlasting. And he gives it to you by his word, by the power of his spirit. He is the founder of every blessing, every blessing. And in Christ we may share in his glory, his righteousness. And that makes the Lord's Supper a joyful occasion. Because brothers and sisters, the Lord's Supper is the feast in which the Lord says, Look, I fill your needs. I provide for you. I give you what you need. Look at a bread being broken. Look at the cup given to you. I assure you of my fatherly love towards you. I give you complete forgiveness of all your sins. What more do you need? Well, what we need to do then is open our mouths wide. And that is the next element the beginning of our text. Open your mouth wide. The Lord in his wisdom has decided that for us to have a physical life, for our bodies to grow, we need to eat. He could have done it differently too, but he determined that we need to eat and drink on a regular basis in order to grow, in order to mature, in order to live. And so we have our meals. Well, the same God with the same wisdom also says if you want to live spiritually and if you want to grow spiritually, 
gives what you need to do. Eat and drink. And of course then it is eating and drinking his blessings. His grace. And then eating and drinking means to take it in and to make it part of your life because the bread that you will eat, what will happen to it? It's going into your system. His grace is becoming part of our lives. His blood. So to open your mouth and to do it wide is another way of saying, accept it in faith. Make it your own. And say, yes, it is true, I am a sinner. Yes, I need him. Listen to him. Follow him. And why? Well, because he is the only God. The beginning of verse 10, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord begins with reminding them of their redemption. He says, therefore, now open your mouth wide. Look what I have done for you. I have shown my loyalty to you. Now you have to show your loyalty to me. And you do it by believing, by opening your mouth. And don't look for other gods, because if you look to them and open your mouth to them, they'll gladly fill it. But it will be your death. It will be your destruction. It's poison. Open your mouth wide to me. The living God, the true God, And I will fill it. It's not just a gentle advice here, brothers and sisters. When the Lord comes to us also today and says, open your mouth wide, it means in faith, take it in. It's a serious call. It's an urgent call because verse 11, my people did not listen to my voice. If you look at Israel and you'll read a book of, of judges and of kings and chronicles, it's just a repetitious story of people knowing better and yet going their own way. And the result was eventually that they were sent out of the land into captivity. And the Lord says, if only they had opened their mouth, they were so stubborn. And the result was they missed out. If they had opened their mouth, I would have failed it. And brothers and sisters, that comes to you too. We too are by nature inclined to think we can do it our own way. And know better. And the Lord says, I fill your life. Open your mouth. So if you find yourself lacking in the fullness of the blessings of God in your life, don't blame God for it. But ask yourself the question, do I open my mouth wide? If you feel famished, thirsty, hungry, it's not because God is sparing and giving, but because we do not open our mouths wide enough. And it can be that you have no time for God's word. And that the study of God's word and the meditation of God's word and his blessings and his promises go to the side of your life. And you're busy with your own things, your own gods, your own idols. It can be that we have no time for the 
church and the worship service and the fellowship of believers. In so many ways, we cannot open our mouths wide enough. We look elsewhere and busy with other things. And if that's the case, then don't be surprised that you have a lack of blessings in your life. Look what the Lord says here. Open it wide. I will fill it. That's true. And, and as he unites us with Christ by the power of his spirit, he fills you with his grace. And so this morning we will eat and drink. And the bread and the wine are signs and seals of his love and care in order to nourish and to strengthen our hungry and thirsty souls. God knows what you need. And he says, eat it, drink it, open your mouth, I will fill it. I will assure you of the complete forgiveness of all your sins. I will assure you that I am your God and your Father and that I will lead you to that marriage feast of the Lamb. And the mouth by which we eat and drink, Christ is faith. And that is simply to say, yes, it is true. I am a sinner. I need Jesus Christ. And I ask him to fill me with his grace. So come. Taste. See. The Lord is good. Amen. Let's sing Psalm 34, distances 3 and 4.